0: Welcome, everybody, to this edition of the Pac-Man Podcast, patriotic American citizen. I'm your host, Ted Flint, back from a couple of days of battling a a pretty severe chest cold. That's all it was. I didn't have COVID. I did get tested because I was concerned at a couple of the the symptoms of this Omicron, you know, the scratchy throat, and I had a pretty bad headache for a day or two, but I got tested, came up negative. The whole family was kind of ill for a few days, and we're on the mend. But so if my voice gives out on occasion. That's that's what it is. But we're going to plow through it. I want to talk a little bit about uh, two things. I want to talk about the politics of COVID. And of course, we all know everything in America today is politicized, especially COVID, the vaccines, the the uh, masks, all of it. We'll talk about that. And I also want to also discuss criminal justice, uh, especially in New York State. I live in New York State. You're listening to us. Uh, I live in up, upstate New York, Washington County. I know this podcast is heard around the country and around the world. That's, that's the beauty of the World Wide Web and doing podcasts on uh, several social media platforms. But the Democrats in New York State, these so-called progressives, are trying to dismantle the criminal justice system. And now we're seeing some of the uh, results of their efforts, and they're not good. So we'll touch on that in a few minutes. Joe Rogan, former MMA fighter. I think he, I don't know if he still fights or not. He looks like he could s- still get in the ring and and uh, do some business. But he did a podcast recently, and I've seen a couple of his podcasts, ones that deal with uh, boxing. He's interviewed Mike Tyson a few times, and he's he's good. He's not had his brain scrambled, evidently. He does a real good job. He's well-spoken, knows a lot about a lot of issues like any good talk show host would or should. And he's being accused by, I think Spotify is one platform, and they're saying he's spreading dangerous misinformation about COVID. Now, he had two... Very uh, well qualified doctors on his program recently, Dr. Peter McCullough, who's a world-renowned cardiologist, and dr. Robert Malone. i've I've cited Dr. Malone several times on this program. He is uh, both these gentlemen are at the top of their field or fields, um, impeccably credentialed, highly educated, very intelligent men as you, you would expect they would be men in their position. And they're saying things, and especially McCullough, and I'll give you a couple of his comments. There's a story in a couple of minutes here from WorldNet WorldNetDaily. Uh, he's he's not sold on these, these, uh, these booster shots for Omicron. They don't work for Omicron. But I'll give you his comments in a couple of minutes. But Rogan made a point today on, I think it was uh, Instagram. I saw one of his Instagram posts. He said, look, he's been accused of uh, spreading dangerous misinformation. But can you imagine eight months ago, that if somebody were to say that if if you are fully vaccinated and boosted, you could contract or spread COVID nineteen, you'd be considered crazy. Or that cloth masks don't work, or that uh, COVID nineteen came from a lab. I mean, you'd be that'd be considered misinformation. Six eight months ago, now it's fact. We know that cloth masks don't work. CNN reports it. I think Time Magazine or Newsweek, one of the, the magazines, did a story on that we know, we, we suspect COVID-19 came from a, a lab in Wuhan. And so these gentlemen, they have different ways of looking at things. They don't, they don't go along with the government media narrative that if you take the vaccines, you're going to be good as gold. You're pre- totally protected. And, I, and I've mentioned this a couple of times, the most vaccinated country in the world is Israel. They now have the highest infection rate of COVID-19. So, McCullough and Malone point this out, and now, you know, and, and Rogan had him on a show. And now Rogan's being deplatformed. The media is in the government, especially the government, but the government media complex is looking to silence any dissenting voices. That's that's basically what this boils down to. The voices of freedom, we have a First Amendment right, and you know, Uh, And the First Amendment does not apply to private entities. Spotify is a private entity. They can ban whoever they want to ban. The First Amendment applies to government banning speech. And that's not happening here. The the left needs to vilify somebody. You know, they have have to have a big, bad boogeyman. And this week, it's Joe Rogan. There's a New York Times reporter. I guess he's a former New York Times reporter. His name is uh, Alex Berenson. And I'm reading here in this piece by Art Moore in in WorldNet Daily... He said that these these vaccines ought to be withdrawn. He gave an interview last week with Tucker Carlson, and he said, and that's why maybe that's maybe that's why he's a former New York Times reporter, Alex Berenson. He said they're dangerous these COVID nineteen vaccines. And there's this we know that the divide is contentious, and it's not just over the vaccines; it's over everything. But the Democrats and the liberals they love the vaccines, they love Fauci, they love the government, top down government. Uh, answer to everything. They want the government involved in every decision we make. And those of us on the right, we believe in personal liberty, personal freedom. Give us the information and we'll decide our course of treatment if we have COVID. I don't need the governor of New York State to tell me that I can or cannot take ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. I'll make the decision for myself. That's where the divide is. But anyway, this uh, former New York Times reporter, this Alex Berenson, said we're at a very dangerous moment. It's completely clear that the vaccines don't really work at all against Omicron. In these highly vaccinated and highly boosted countries, I mentioned Israel, the rates of infection are incredibly high. Rates of serious disease and death are also rising. He claims the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines produced by Pfizer and Moderna need to be withdrawn from the market. Nobody should get them no one should get boosted no one should get double boosted they are dangerous and they are ineffective at this point Berenson's words now if the liberals if they want to get double and triple vaxed whatever they do they're they're free to do that if they want if they feel safer that's it all, it's about for them it's about feeling safer that's why they want to wear masks they that's why they want you to wear masks they're not necessarily that much safer but they feel safer so back to the, I mentioned Dr. Peter McCullough. He's a world-renowned cardiologist, told WorldNet Daily. The official pandemic narrative is completely crumbling, and the vaccines should be pulled from the market. Now, Berenson's just a former reporter. McCullough is a cardiologist, so he's a man of medicine. So in August, Berenson was permanently banned from Twitter for repeated violations of the social media platform's rules on spreading misinformation, kind of like what Rogan's going through. He self-published four booklets on the pandemic, along with a book, Pandemia, How Coronavirus Hysteria Took Over Our Government, Rights, and Lives. Anyway, my wife sent me this video this morning, and it's uh, Dr. Brian Artis. He was on a radio call-in show, and he's talking about how the government, and even some within the medical community, have lied about the proper treatment of COVID. He also warns of the grave risks of being hospitalized for COVID. And he gives life-saving resources so that you can prophylactically prepare yourself for the virus. And if you've received the vaccine, how you might be able to reverse any damage it's caused or can can cause in the future. Again, this is Dr. Brian Artis.
1: Number one, do not go to a hospital. I just mentioned, we have the world data. Less than 1% of the entire world has died getting infected with COVID-19. And 95% of the entire world lives outside of the US and doesn't have the healthcare system we have in the US. So don't go there. Number two, you need to, if you want and are worried about getting COVID 19, that you're not going to be able to survive it on your own and you want something prophylactically, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and budesonide. These are three medications everybody should actually get. Are there ways of getting them? Yeah, and I'm going to give you some. So here we go. Number one synergyhealthdpc.com s y n e r g y health d p c . c o m synergyhealthdpc.com Synergy Brian Weinstein owns and founded this company. They've been serving 10,000 people a month right now wow. to get ivermectin, get hydroxychloroquine, budesonide, respules, whatever they need to have at home to be ready. And what's different about this group is they actually will write prescriptions, but they don't give you the prescriptions for you to go find the drug now at a pharmacy. They actually have compound pharmacies around the country that direct mail you your prescriptions. So you don't have to go hunting down short supplies of ivermectin or finding retail pharmacies now that will not fill your prescriptions that they're being told not to like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. So synergy health DPC.com is a great resource for prophylactics. If someone needs Uh, prescriptions right now. The best place to go is to myfreedoctor.com. These guys do free telemedicine, free teleprescriptions. They'll give you the prescription. They will ask you for a donation if you can afford one because they're giving you their time and devoting this to you. But they will give you the prescription regardless.
0: And there you have it, Dr. Brian Artis. And those websites again, Synergy Health. That's S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y com or myfreedoctor.com and uh, so i mean there's information out there you need to have access to it and that's the beauty of social media and you know this program will no doubt be flagged because i'm mentioning covid-19 so there'll be warnings published because if you don't go along with again the the government media narrative on this then you're going to be uh, they're going to they're going to keep an eye on you all right, let's uh, shift gears a little bit here. I want to discuss uh, law enforcement, especially in New York State. There, there are some uh, reforms. There were reforms adopted a year or two ago by the Democrats in both houses, the, the Assembly and the Senate, and they pushed these bills, cashless bail, uh, defunding the police, raising the age, and they're concerned about justice for the the, the perpetrator and the criminal. What about justice for the victims? They're dismantling the criminal justice system. And somebody mentioned today we had a press conference. I say we. Uh, Mark Molinaro, the Dutchess County executive, it was his press conference. He invited those of us in the Republican Party to take part in it. We have a few of our members stand up and speak. And somebody mentioned that it, it, it's there's a political calculus underway. A political calculus is driving all of this. Democrats are trying to appease their far left-wing base, these left-wing activists. I know it's kind of redundant. The entire party is far left, but they're playing to the the left-wing base. And I'm thinking to myself, this boils down to, it's really not complicated. We have people on the right, people who love liberty, who love law enforcement. We should be celebrating law enforcement in this country. Do police officers make mistakes? Certainly, they're human. But it's the pro-law enforcement forces against those who promote lawlessness the democratic party promotes lawlessness and at this press conference today there was no major media i guess one newspaper was there times union was there maybe one other one other outlet but no tv stations were there 10 6 10 13 23 they weren't there they don't they no interest for them i mean there are, there are things the governor could do she if she wanted to she could amend her budget to repeal cashless bail because it's been an absolute dismal failure it's like a shooting gallery i mean you had the the mayor of new york city the new mayor uh, eric adams a former police officer he said correctly he said new york city doesn't have a gun problem it has a sanity problem last friday night a 22 year old newlywed was laid to rest he was shot last last week jason rivera nypd officer Newly married, him and his partner, Wilbert Mora, 27, entered a Harlem apartment building in response to a domestic violence call. This mother was in conflict with her adult son. So when Rivera and Mora arrived at the scene, they were confronted by a 47-year-old career criminal, LaShawn McNeil, LaShawn, whatever it is. And this guy was looking for a fight, evidently. And he opened fire. Rivera died at the scene. Mora survived on life support until... Tuesday, he, he uh, had a funeral mass. Uh, he, I guess next week, his mass is at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Two, two more cops shot dead. I mean, it's like, it, it's literally like the Wild West in New York City. Two cops, again, shot, both fatally. One woman was pushed in, in, in front of a, on a subway platform. She was killed. An 11-month-old baby was shot in the face. Another police officer was shot in a matter, a fifth officer in a matter of weeks was shot. So the governor's created some interstate gun violence task force to uh, combat rising crime. It's not the guns. These foolish democratic politicians are always going after the guns. Like somehow it's our guns, those of law-abiding citizens that are causing the problems. It's It's not the gun, it's the heart of the person holding the gun. That's the problem. So all this is going on because, evidently, there are too many young blacks and Hispanics in prison. Democrats say, and these new uh, laws will uh, will even the score a little bit. Uh, it'll be make it'll make uh, the prison population look more equitable. I got news for you: most of the, the the violent crime, not just in New York but across the country, is committed by young, black and Hispanic males. And it pains me to say that I have two biracial sons. I don't want them racially profiled, but it's just a fact. As this uh, Rivera. His young wife was preparing to lay him to rest. There was another drama being played out in New York City. A 16-year-old, some rapper, up-and-coming rapper supposedly, charged with shooting an NYPD cop in the Bronx, he walked free on bond Thursday of last week. Police are fuming over it. They should be. This guy should be in in prison. Cameron Williams, also known by the rap name C-Blue, posted his $250,000 bond after being locked up in a Brooklyn juvenile facility on gun and assault charges in the shooting of a 27-year-old police officer in Belmont. C-Blue. Yeah, cops are seeing red over C-Blue. Williams reportedly planned to use an advance on his contract with Interscope Records to post the $15,000 in cash needed to secure the bond. But anyway, I don't want to get into too much detail here. Last week, A 17-year-old, Daryl Burnett, had a loaded 38 caliber handgun. He was free to terrorize New Yorkers because the judge rolled back his bail last summer after the teen was nabbed for attempted murder. So this judge, Boyle, cut the bail from $100,000 cash or a $200,000 bond to just $50,000 cash or, or, or bond. You know, this Burnett was caught with a loaded gun guy's walking free. And that's the the case with this no-cash bail or cashless bail and some of these other ridiculous bills that were passed into law last year. We have hardened criminals walking the streets, cop killers, cop shooters, people who have committed uh, violent assaults and robberies and other property crimes walking free because the Democrats don't want to put too many young blacks and Hispanics behind bars. They're destroying New York State, and it's politically driven. Make no mistake about it. They're listening to their base. They think if they do this, they won't get a challenge from their left-wing base. They'll keep the AOC wing off them. This is why all this is happening, and people are dying because of it. All right, that's about all we have time for. But thanks very much, folks, for tuning us in. I got through the program without losing my voice. So if you want to listen to us, we're on the bmgnetwork.com, bmgnetwork. And we're on all the major podcast platforms, or or at least we were before the show, We're on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Alexa, iHeart, Amazon, you name it. Wherever you listen to your podcast, that's where we are. We we appreciate you tuning us in. Tell your friends about us. Share the podcast with your friends. Get the word out there. It's Pac-Man. I'm Ted Flint. And tell them about the BMG Network and all the fine programs we have up there. The Ken Burns Show is up there once a week. We have Adrian Ross doing a program for the, uh, the BMG once a week, BMG Network, and so many other fine uh, programs in the hopper. My daughter, my daughter does one called The Essentials with Maddie Flint. Excellent podcast. She has so much poise for an 18-year-old. If I had that kind of poise at 18, <laughs> heck now, if I had that kind of poise, I'd be at Fox. So check her uh, podcast out. And uh, if you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the BMGNetwork.com, all lowercase. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you real soon. The Pac Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac Man Podcast, go to the BMGNetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac Man Podcast with Ted Flynn.